0: Yo, Derek, Derek, do you know, do you know what the first thing we're gonna talk about today is? Um, I saw the email. So I know we were doing breeze. Um, let me pull up, I have it here. Nah, nah,
1: bruh, nah, 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 We're not sticking oh, the to
0: nine. <laughs> I told Steve, I was like, yo, I dog, they set me up. I already know. I was about happen? to say. I was like, this is a literal ambush.
1: You're listening to The Pocket Watch, a weekly football show produced by The Rec. The Pocket Watch is hosted by Joe Malord. Dak Prescott is a biracial Mark Sanchez. Let's talk about it. Greg Giles. Their defense is terrible, bro. arrow Yo, what if they traded for Le'Veon Bell and Steve Castillo? There's nothing
2: happening to the ratings. In fact, the ratings are going up.
1: Now let's get to today's show. That was 6-4 against 5-11. Ryan watch all of it. Yo, Greg, Greg, and Dom told me they can't make it. I was like, "Perfect, we'll just ambush uh, Derek." So we will start off with Tiago T. Brandao. Yo, I honestly think that East Side's football team can put together better drives than this fucking offense.
0: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tweeted at nine oh six
0: on Monday. Derek, do you concur? A false. Um, Do I went to Eastside, yeah, I was going to say, I went to Eastside and Eastside, I think they have like a state record in reference to like losses in a row. Yeah, <laughs>
2: they're,
0: they're bad. The Giants are bad. Don't get me wrong. I think we're, we're really bad, but Eastside football, like that's bad, bad, I, I did. I did Eastside
1: football too. For like one day, took some church shoes and then went <laughs> home. Um, you got hit, you got hit in the chest.
0: <laughs> weren't feeling it anymore?
1: I was like, you know what? This is not for me.
0: Um, all right, seriously. Did you expect this? Did I expect it? No. Am I surprised? No. Um, I think it's like a little bit 50-50. Like, I kind of fell under majority of the fan base where we were kind of presented with this idea where Eli still has some, you know, left in the gas tank. And when you're presented with that with that idea as a fan and you go out there and you don't pick a, a quarterback, then in the back of your mind you're kind of thinking, you know what? You know, maybe they are right. You know, I, I trust Gentlemen. Um, you know, he has a great track record, um, especially when he was at Carolina, especially for drafting and, and just building a team, you know, people forget that he built that Super Bowl team, um, that eventually lost, but was a very, very good team that he built around Cam Newton. So I was thinking, you know what, you know, I agree with him, you know, we'll draft Saquon, we have Eli, you know, this is, this is our window. Um, but kind of as time progressed, you kind of realize, you know, Eli, Eli's done, um, I love Eli. He's brought this fan base two championships and I could never, never, never say anything bad, you know, you know, against him, but it's time, you know, everyone, you know, hits that, hits that end of the road and I think that's the end of the road for Eli. The Giants are doomed. I think we, we need, we need a quarterback, whether it's someone that we draft best case scenario, Herbert coming out of Oregon or mm. it's someone that we trade for or signed in a free agency. But yeah, I didn't see this. You know, I I saw them being not good. I saw them being, you know, six and 10, uh, seven and 9, 8, oh, 8, Wow. 8, okay, 8 and 8. so
1: you didn't even you, you didn't even expect playoff contention.
0: No, 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 no. I never spoke. I never. I never talked. You see, what I tell you, I never really spoke playoffs with the Giants, especially coming into the season. But I thought there would be some sort of improvement. There's been no improvement. You know, we have the same record that we had last year, which is not good. You know, we were bad last year, and we were bad without a lot of guys who were injured. A lot of those guys aren't injured this year, and we're still one one in six. Um, Wait, so is, to...
2: To say, so is it safe to say you guys traded the wrong Eli?
0: The Giants have reportedly traded cornerback Eli Apple to the Saints for a fourth round pick in 2019 and a seventh round pick in 2020. No, we traded. The... <laughs> 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 we, we traded the Eli that we were supposed to trade. You know, you get draft, you know, capital for guys who are not going to be on your team no longer. So that was the right move, especially getting a fourth and a seventh round pick. See, this is yeah, my I thing. I, you
2: got
0: that, yeah, me too. Honestly, I thought we were gonna get like a sixth round pick. They got nothing for Eric Flowers, so uh, the fact we got a fourth and a seventh, uh, you kind of have to, you know, that's, tip your hat to get them. For I, that, I was about
1: to say that's legitimately good business. My question for you is that I, I don't know whether we're all Giants fans as. Pez, not, I, I'm not gonna say pessimistic, but I, I don't think I, I felt like I saw Giants fans preseason like, all right, playoff is a possibility because this will be I mean, <laughs> this whole thing would be more fun
0: if, if, if that was the case. Yeah, no, of course. I feel like there's definitely people who thought playoffs. I mean, the Giants are one of the bigger fan bases um, in all of sports. So you're always going to have people talking about playoffs. Shit, there's even Jets fans that were talking about playoffs after one week. Um, <laughs> uh, so you're your going to see that. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to see that everywhere. Um, but I think the problem with the Giants is a little bit more deep rooted than just football. And I think it goes back to management, it goes back to ownership, it goes, you know. Much higher than the football field itself. And I think you see it with guys like Odell Beckham. And, I, I, you know, all of us are on Twitter. All of us see, you know, the conversations that are being had um, in reference to Odell. I just think that the Giants are one of those organizations that they root themselves on, you know, being old school, being that old school organization. We're very different than a lot of organizations. We don't have cheerleaders, which is something that's very common in the NFL. You know, they try to make it, you know, family oriented, and this is what the Yankees, this is what the Giants are about, you know, our years of, of history. But times have changed. <laughs> uh, athletes are vocal, you know, athletes are not that typical athlete that we, you're used to them, those Mark Bavaros, um, those uh, Sims, you know, these guys who play the game and are quiet, go home. You know, Odell is one of the most electric players, and not only just football, in all sports. And I think that he's vocal he's a vocal guy i think a lot of times we deal with our fan base a lot of people are intimidated by a vocal black athlete yo this um, is an
1: interesting theory right now about the, like the culture of the, the giants Yeah,
2: i didn't even know about the cheerleaders that's crazy to me no yeah, i just
1: I just, realized, that- I just realized that too and I, I also feel like that a piece of that is still going out the door though when somebody like jerry reese who's been there for a while is, is kind of in the dna of the giants is leaving so yeah
0: the thing with the, the thing with jerry reese was Jerry Reese was just given too much time. The problem with Jerry Reese was, as you mentioned, you know, he was part of the Giants organization. You know, he was, he was there for years. He, you know, built uh, his way up, ultimately become the GM. But he he was horrible. He was not a good GM. Um, if you look at his track record in reference to draft picks, just look at the past two years. Yeah. You know, or not the past two years, but the last two players that we've let go. Um, those were top ten picks. If you draft guys in the top ten, you know you're not you're not always gonna hit. But if you're drafting guys in the top ten back to back years and they're no longer on your roster, that's a problem. One guy you drafted number ninth overall or number tenth overall, I forgot what it was with Flowers, but he was drafted right in front of Gurley, and he was cut. You didn't even get anything, in, you know, back for him. There was no collateral that was collected in reference to his talent. Eli Apple was traded. I mean, you got a fourth and a seventh, which is very good based on his production on the field, but. When you draft a guy tenth overall and you're getting a fourth and a seventh in return, then you have to question uh, whether the front office, you know, was doing their job. I think ultimately at this point in time, I think that the Giants have to go to a direction where they kind of have to clean house. And you're seeing that a little bit, where a lot of the players that were brought in by Jerry Reese, you know, are no longer with the team or are slowly uh, being cut or removed from this from the roster. I think at, at this point in time, uh, you know, the, the Giants have to rebuild. I think it starts with the quarterback that you draft. People keep talking about, oh, trade for Derek Carr. No. <laughs> you have to draft a guy. My <laughs> thing is this. Even if Herbert doesn't come out you know, um, in this draft, I don't see the Giants trading their top ten pick anyway in reference to like trading for Carr. Uh, Carr does not deserve a top three NFL draft pick. So I think the Giants are going to end up drafting someone if it's not a quarterback. But I think that they're going to have to draft a quarterback this this draft regardless. They brought in Um uh, There's some sleeper guys. You know, I know... Steve is a really big fan of uh, the one quarterback from Buffalo. You know, I can't think of his name (sighs) right off the top of my head. Um, (laughs) Bowser's but some, you know, there's people that you have to draft and you know, give, give, give a try. You know, you have to do something. We need. There, there has to be a quarterback that's drafted. Herbert is the best case scenario, which I think we're gonna end up getting him anyway. I, I don't think he's staying in school, but you have to. You do have to think of the, you know, the chances that he does stay in school, which are very slim in my opinion.
1: This is exactly what we was talking about last week, Steve. When we were like, "Yo, they." This is. I think this is a bigger blown mistake than people are making it to be because the depth of the quarterbacks last year versus the depth of the quarterbacks this year. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not even, I haven't looked at 2020, but I mean, I haven't, I haven't see, heard see anybody. That,
2: and, and that's my thing. Like with, with the whole, the, that. sorry. They dodged the bullet in the sense that yeah. yes, they're still going to be bad, a bad team. And the fact that like you did bring up, the drop off in talent from Herbert to the rest of the field is tremendous, um, and if they don't land that, I mean, it, it's gonna. They're are they going to be forced to trade up? I mean, what, there's going to be yeah, some but, questions that you know are gonna have to be answered. If not, you're gonna have to tank again and wait for Tua because that's the only <laughs> silver line That's why I, I said
1: 2020. See, this is the thing Yo, though. That's
0: that's that's that, that sounds ugly. With NFL depth, though, in reference to like the draft and quarterbacks, that doesn't matter if you have the number one overall pick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the Giants are like not. So we're talking about like, do they have to trade up? Giants are bad. Like the Giants <laughs> are getting the number one overall pick. So and, and, and you, so you wholeheartedly believe that.
1: So the Giants yikes.
0: are going to get the number one pick. Yo, yeah. Giants going two, two.
1: Giants going I, two top two two years in a row. Yeah, that yeah, is I
0: hilarious.
1: Think, I I I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I really want y'all to become the new Jets. I am be- Like I'm hoping I could look back at this in years and be like, "Yo, they drafted Saquon. We drafted Sam Darnold, and somehow Lego had made the Giants the new Jets." But that's the thing, though. Like,
0: the Giants will never be the Jets. <laughs> 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 like, the, like the Giants to go through a, the Giants to go through a phase where they're not good, which which happens all the time. People forget. Like before the Super Bowls. The Giants weren't good. Like the Giants went through like a a period before Eli Manning. Where we drafted Jeremy Shockey, who was like the first round. The Giants overall weren't good. Yeah, but then y'all
1: had but y'all had the Super Bowl parents against the Ravens. Like that was like that was- We got blown out. Like we
0: were like, kids, the Giants— the NFC was was weak that year. We blew out the Vikings in the the NFC championship game, who were supposed to be one of the better teams. This is my thing though. The Jets, the Jets organization, my thing is this, you guys (laughs) made the right choice in drafting the quarterback. But you guys are gonna blow it this summer and everybody knows it. You guys have so much money that we already know what's gonna happen. You're gonna try and sign Le'Veon, they're gonna give him a, a blank check. He's gonna sign it. He's gonna play a year and it's tears ACL and you're never gonna hear from Le'Veon Yo, again. Wow. 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 All right. You guys are gonna sign, you guys are gonna sign defensive help, right? Your defense is pretty is, is pretty good now, but you have no defensive line. So that's the thing with the Jets. Like people, the thing with the Jets is this is difference between the Jets and the Giants. The Giants are bad. But the Giants have made at least, like, enough draft picks where they still have solid players. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have guys on the defensive line. Um, they drafted, you know, Dick Carter from Georgia, linebacker. We have Odell, Shepard, Ingram. If you look at the Jets, you know, roster, They got Robbie draft-wise, Anderson. you guys have Robbie Anderson. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> the, like you guys made the right choices in reference to your quarterback and all power to you guys. But if you look at the roster top to bottom, you don't have the talent, Steve. So, Steve,
1: you keep telling me you keep telling me not to hop on the the, the Sam Darnold bandwagon. But so, you see how people pushing me? I don't, 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 don't want to be there. <laughs> you think I want to be on the Sam Darnold bandwagon? No, I've been the, I've been the one person that's been against this. But yo, people pushing me to this point. I honestly, yo, I don't, I don't even want to. Honestly, I'm not even gonna try to defend this point. Like literally, the the Giants would have to be like bad for 40, 40 years to, to to become the Jets. Um, and I'm not trying to wait that time. Yo, I guess Steve, real, realistically, I, I feel like this was what you were talking about from the beginning of the. Season season that no matter what happens, you can only be but so worried with the division that you're in. But y'all lost. Y'all lost the game that y'all wasn't supposed to. I'm worried. Listen, listen, listen. a friend of mine, Kristen, Wentz definitely was going for the touchdown on fourth down when he had a man open on the sideline. Who could have ran it out of bounds for a fresh set? Like, everybody kept tweeting about that play over and over. What was Wentz doing right there? What was Wentz doing right there? Why did Wentz go for it all? Wentz on third
2: down throws to the
1: How'd you
2: react on that play? I'm not reacting to a play. I'm reacting to that whole fourth quarter. I mean, that, to me, Derek said it best. We're a team that was 9-2 and two in the last 11 home games. We botched a 17-point lead at home, and we didn't even run the ball. Like It was just ridiculous play calling. The defense, yet again, lets up another game. Um, big plays big fourth down conversions from that defense led up and it's just stuff that that shouldn't be happening I mean at this especially from a super Bowl contending team um we're very conservative right now as, as weird as that may sound even though we go for it on fourth and and uh the fourth down a lot it's just the fact that right now there's some injuries happening along the 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 uh, offensive side and the defensive side, but I never want to even complain about that because Nick Foles won me a Super Bowl. But my thing is that we lost some integral pieces, and we just lost Derek Barnett today to the IR, the torn rotator cuff. So this team is taking a lot of hits. I mean, all around. But this team is a couple plays from being five and two, but they're also a couple plays from being one and six. So
1: wait. So b- besides the injuries, what is it that you? thought was going to go right at the beginning of the season that hasn't gone right
2: my defense Mm. my defense was a bend don't break defense my defense was one of the best defenses in the red zone and my defense was one of the best at bringing the pressure this year if my if my team doesn't bring the pressure my defense is done if my front four do not bring pressure if they don't get to that quarterback or at least put any type of pressure on that guy my my cornerbacks cannot last Yes. Losing Patrick Robinson was one of the biggest things in that slot. Losing McCloyd was one of the biggest things because now you're forcing Maddox, who's a rookie, to play 80, 80% of the snaps at safety. And you're forcing Malcolm Jenkins to now be the McCloy spy, And he's running the slot at times. So it's a lot of moving pieces. We got to understand, at the end of the day, one still has 1,600 yards, and he's at 72 completion percentage. So I'm not going to put much of the blame on him. Yes, he should should have made some plays. And yes, he's looked like he's just holding on to the ball too much at times. But he's coming back from an ACL injury. How and does he look, I was forget, about to say,
1: how does he look to you then?
2: He looks good to me. I mean, it's he, he was rusty the first two games, without a doubt. I'm not going to say no. But he's developed and progressed each and every week. And he's still that, that type of quarterback from last year. I mean... Now he's smarter. He's actually getting down. He's not making those wild-ass dives and all this extra stuff. Now he's getting down, and it's just – it comes down to my offensive line also not producing to the offensive line that they were. They were the best offensive line last year. That same offensive line came back this year, and they're doing nothing. Jason Peters looking washed. Um, Kelsey looking like Kelsey from two years ago again. Um Lane Johnson get been getting exposed a couple games this year and then just having no run game right now is just killing us. I mean, we had 50, we had 22 rushes this week for 51 yards. I mean, you're not going to win any type of football game like that even if you're home.
1: Son Derek Steve was swearing You see how long that lasted, by the way? You see how long that my long lasted? Steve was swearing to me up and down, bro, that there was nothing to worry about at the beginning of the season. I tried to I tried to give him every scenario possible. I was like, yo, Steve, think about this, please.
2: I still think we got a shot at the division though. Don't get it twisted. That division is hope. Yeah. It's back to the NFC Yeah. NRC. It's yeah. back the to division.
0: NRC. Yeah, the vision's wide open, and if you look at history, you know, history repeats itself, and I feel, I feel like I think it's 13 straight years um, that no team has won back-to-back uh, NFC championships. We have had 13 straight years with, with a different, different winner. Yeah. I think the problem with the Eagles is, a lot of the like problems you see with their secondary, those are the same problems that they had last year. The problem is, as Steve said, when your defensive line is creating the pressure that they did, especially at the amount of times they did last year, you know, that secondary gets covered a lot because, of course, they're not getting exposed because the quarterback doesn't have the time to throw. You know, when you're not getting the pressure as much, then of course that creates the liability of your secondary because the guys have to cover. I think ultimately, I think the Eagles are fine. I think they'll. The, 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 the thing with the Eagles, the Eagles understand that like this is their window to win. In football, windows close just as fast as they open. You know, teams know when they're when when it's their window to win, and I think the Eagles know that. And we've seen it. We saw it last year. We're going to see it this year as well, where the front office is going to go out and make the you know appropriate moves that they need to make. They were active in, in, in getting, trying to get a receiver. They offered a second round pick for Amari Cooper. Um, supposedly, I, I was reading uh, before we got on the pod that they're very active in the pursuit of Patrick um, Peterson, Peterson. Right. Um, out of Arizona. So that would be huge. You're getting an all pro player. Um, I mean, he's susceptible to the big play. You know, whenever I think of Patrick Peterson, uh, wow. I think of that game, uh, that, that game against Julio. Um, <laughs> but he's still an all, but he's still an all, pro, all pro corner, and he's better than anybody on that roster. So I think that you know the Eagles, of course, are in a tough situation. I um, you know, I think they're struggling this year compared to uh, the amount of success they had last year. But I think they'll they'll rebound. I'm not really worried about them. So, wait, so the good thing they- is
2: that Howie's gonna buy. Before October thirty, so uh, I'm not I'm not really worried about not making the necessary moves. It's just about it comes down to the team and just yeah. wanting to do yeah, it. Yeah, and, and 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 he,
1: and he did the same thing last year when he got Jay Ajayi. I mean, uh, I understand where you're coming from. So you're not scared of the Cowboys after they got Amari Cooper. No! Oh, bring
2: up the tweet. I got the stats for you guys today. Wait, hold, on, the hold, tweet. On.
1: hold on, I got I got a tweet from my friend Max Makes Moves. A first round pick for Amari Cooper, who's making 14 million next season and is due to be paid in 2020, just screams desperation. Why did the Cowboys do this?
0: I don't I'm think not the mad moves. About I, first, bro. Yeah, yeah, I'm not mad at all about that.
2: Go ahead. Steve. My all right. So here, all right. You got so you got Zeke. You got the third best rushing game in the league, right? You got the third best defense. In the league, the third best defense in the league in total yards and in second, total yards, yeah. second in points allowed. They're they're in the top five in many categories in the defensive side of football. They're 29th in passing. Granted, you're going to tell me who's he going to throw to, right? Blah, 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 blah. you give him, you gave him Amara Cooper now. Now it really comes down to you find out if your quarterback could play. And just to show you a little bit of who Dak Prescott is, the Dallas defense is so underrated this year. On the road this year, if you take away the defense defensive touchdown on that fumble recovery from Washington over this weekend, they're allowing 18 points per game on the road, and they're 0 and four. Dak's numbers in those four games: 819 yards on 61% passing, three touchdowns, and seven turnovers, four picks, and three fumbles with a 75 QBR. You're not. You. And and this is not something that's really beneficial for the for the Cowboys because it's not he he's a he's a good receiver. I love Amari. He's still young. Also he's a young veteran, which is really big for them. And let's be real. The Cowboys are going to spend the first on a wide receiver this year anyways. So it kind of you got a proven receiver for the rest of of what let's say four or five years because they're going to extend them. Let's be real. But Dak Prescott is a guy that's only have he only has three 300 yard games in his career. And has only thrown nine times over 250 yards. This guy is not the the guy. He's not. He's not a good QB. He's not. The, you're talking about a guy who had Des and Witten, forced basically forced Romo to retire. And now you lose Des, you lose Witten, you lose Des simply because of Dak. Let's be real. That's it. And now. You get somebody to replace him. Now you find out if if Dak's what Jerry Jones thinks he is. There's no excuses now. You got the third best run game. You got a, a a guy that you got a game plan for as a receiver now. Now this is when things open up more for Dak, and now you find out if Dak is an
1: actual quarterback. I don't even think that's. I don't even think that's a, 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 even a question anymore. Like I think actually now the the decision that led to him even starting over Romo and. Des being out, that all of it looks bad right now. But yo, you were saying that you're not mad about the first round pick, where we've seen a whole bunch of receivers go like literally recently, including this season with Josh Gordon, and go for way less. Not only not only this season, historically, actually, because when you remember when Josh Gordon ha- ha- happened, me, you, Greg, Dom, we were all talking about how there's been great wide receivers in the league like Randy Moss and like others who, when they get traded, they go for like third, fourth, fifth round picks.
0: Yeah, but. So the thing is, see, I don't blame the Cowboys for getting up the first. And people have to realize that you can't go off previous trades because there's different tangibles that go into why they got the first. Um, one is we saw it with guys like Landry. So, like, the Landry was traded this offseason, I think, for, like, a fourth or a fifth. I forgot a what fourth, it was. A fourth and a seventh. And a seventh. But you have to realize that the reason why Landry went for so cheap was because teams didn't want to pay the high draft pick because they had to extend him in the offseason. Landry got paid this offseason. They to Amari Cooper. He's 24 years old. Like I said, he's a proven receiver, and he's in. Con- you have control of him for not only this year but the following year after that. Yeah. You look at Brandon Cooks. He was traded for a first round pick. Uh, for a first round pick, they have to pay him right away. Um, you know, the thing is with Amari Cooper is teams were willing to pay a high draft pick for him. It's not like teams were offering a fourth and a fifth, and the Cowboys came out of nowhere and gave the first. The Eagles offered a second, which gives me um, proof to believe that many other teams offered a second as well. The Raiders kind of just thought, you know what? We're gonna hold out. We're gonna look for the first, and we're gonna get it. Yeah. Honestly, when the when the rumors came out about Amari Cooper getting traded, I honestly thought that they were gonna get a first for him. Like when he got traded, people were so flabbergasted at the thought that they got a first. People, like, you don't, you know, people are so fascinated with draft picks. This is my thing. If you look at the NFL history and look at draft picks that are made at the end of the first round. Most of them don't pan out. Like Steve said, they're getting a proven receiver who, you know, people tend to forget quarterback play in Oakland, offensive play in Oakland has been atrocious. So yeah, he struggled the past two years, but if you look at their numbers, he's not the only one struggling in that offense. (laughs) Everyone is. So I think that this is, you know, a, a great opportunity for him. I think hopefully as Steve said, it'll give us a true depiction of what Dak really brings to the table. You know, you can't say I don't have a receiver anymore. They just went out and got you a receiver. You have the run game. You know, the tight ends have been serviceable. You know, at this point in time, there's really no more excuse for Dak Prescott. I think that's the bigger picture that people aren't looking at, you know. Yo, they going to extend him, bro. Oh, yeah, no, they're going to extend Cooper. But this is going to be the blessing in no, the No, I'm skies. talking about Dak. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> but this is going to be the blessing in disguise skies for, for Cowboys fans. And they, they don't even know it yet. If the Cowboys trade for a receiver, give up a first, and Dak Prescott is still atrocious that's going to lead to a quarterback change. I ultimately believe that. Mm. But if they don't get a receiver, right, and it, continues, and it continues to play sloppy, turnovers, no aerial attack, he can rely on the whole notion that they don't have a receiver. You can't use that excuse anymore. They went out and got you a receiver, bro. You got to throw the ball downfield. At this point in time, you just got to see what he does. Yo, I I, I
1: want to get to my favorite topic because I've been wondering this since the beginning of the season. Uh, this is from Bomani Jones. They just said that they weren't going to trade for a QB, right? This is talking about the Jaguars. When's more NFL media going to slam Coughlin? obviously tom coughlin for allowing this Q- qb situation to happen i've been wondering the same thing since the beginning of the season because i thought it was indefensible after what we seen last year after after we went through a playoffs where we said the jaguars could make it to the super bowl but and the answer is like bortles that they went into the season and it didn't even look like there was even any interest in exploring a different qb option am i bugging for thinking that like am i am i crazy
2: See, but my thing with them is that who do you go to? Yeah, that's that's the thing. You you got they already, first of all, they botched it when they extended him. That's one. And second, it's like you kinda you kinda hurt yourself by not covering yourself on the backup situation, knowing you already have a backup starting. So to me, it's 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 a slippery slippery slope for Coughlin, um, who I'm surprised isn't taking that quarterback position a little bit more seriously. But then again, I mean, there wasn't much he could yeah. have done before what what he ever did.
0: Exactly. This is my thing. Like, it's easy to say, Coughlin, go get a quarterback. Who's he going to go get? You know, we have to be realistic here. People are talking about, oh, go sign Kaepernick. Kaepernick hasn't played a year, a game in what, two years, a year and a half? As much as we want to see Kaepernick on the field, then I think that he's much deserving of a position on the field. Um, let's be realistic. You know, if you put Kaepernick on that team, I don't think they're going to be much better right, than so what Bortles I, so are So I'll give you
1: one suggestion from Jeff Perlman. Tyrod Taylor would have done absolute wonders for Jackson, Jacksonville. No. He really would have.
0: No. No. Look no. at what I'm not buying be, that neither. Let's be real. Like Tyrod Taylor, I think he's a good bridge quarterback. I think he'd to be perfect for the Giants, honestly, as a bridge quarterback. I think he's the type of guy that you put in and I think he'll be decent enough to win you a couple games. But the Jags aren't in position to win a couple games. The Giants, the, the Jaguars are trying to win a championship. They lost in the AFC championship game. So my thing is this, you know, you have to look at replacement and whether, you know, it's worth it giving up collateral to get because you have to in order to get these guys, you have to give up picks. And my thing is this the, the, the Jaguars aren't in a position to be giving out picks. Like, even though they're real, really, really, really good and this is their time to win, I think ultimately Bortles is their quarterback. I think Bortles has shown that he's decent enough to win you a championship. This is the thing people fail to realize. Same thing with like the whole Steve's argument with like, you don't need a top running back to win a championship, which is, which is very true. A lot of teams have won championships with mediocre quarterbacks. Look at the Ravens. When you have a great defense, you kind of just need a game manager and someone who's not gonna fuck up. The problem is, is fucking up. (laughs) 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 like, Like, like you should like. I feel like Joe should know this out of all people. Like he's a Jets fan. Like, the Jets had a great defense. <laughs> <game laughs> Yo. <laughs> well, I thought he was going to be a Giants. No, no, right. no. He's right, though. He's right. <laughs> well, it's a back-to-back AFC championships, and they didn't have a great quarterback. They had a game manager. of someone who is going to put you in a position to score, and it's not going to F up. And damn it, man, Ultimately, if Greg
1: was here, I would talk to him about how we should have won the, that that AFC championship against Steelers. But go ahead.
0: I mean, should have, would have, could have, but you didn't. Um... See, I'm I'm coming over here with the Jets' static because they. talked I, I was about, with about it, with to say Derek. Derek flipped. Derek yeah, flipped it on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but realistically, but realistically though, I think the Jaguars don't really have much options. Um, I think honestly, best Derek case scenario Carr, for I'm
2: them. About Derek Carr. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think that that would be. I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 but Derek I'm
2: gonna Carr say. was
1: just saying that he, he's, he's gonna stay a Raider. That's what he says. That's cool he, he, he doesn't him. have a no, choice. He, uh, that's that's what I said. That's what he says. we we'll see how much what he says actually matters.
0: No, but I think that's ultimately their best option. Probably someone like Derek Carr. Um, I don't know. I think the, the Jags are in a tough spot. I think, honestly, though, extending Bortles based on what you saw in the playoffs, at the time, I really didn't think it was that bad of a deal. Because if you look at the numbers, he's getting paid on the lower spectrum of what starting quarterbacks in the NFL make. You know, he didn't get a Kirk Cousins deal. He's got a Case Keenum deal, if not less than that. I'm not sure how much he's making, he's making per year. But he's probably making like 15 16 a year. That's what backups are making. I think uh, the Jets' backup is making, like, $14 million this year. Um, so I feel like, you know, if you look at that cap-wise, the deal they gave him wasn't horrible. You'd hope that he'd be good enough to, like, get you a couple wins in the playoffs, hopefully to the Super Bowl. But at this point in time, I think the Jaguars, their hands are, are kind of tied. I'm not sure what they're going to do quarterback-wise. Um, yo, real quick, real quick.
2: What are they going to do defense-wise? That's, what, that's the real discussion right there.
0: Yeah, the, the problem with while watching the game, the problem with the defense is I feel like they're on the field a lot. So even if you're even if you're the best defense in the NFL or one of the best defenses on the NFL, if your offense isn't producing points and they're constantly getting three and outs, constantly turning the ball over, if you're always on the field at a, at a point in time, you know you're gonna hit that mark where you're, you're 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 tired. These guys are tired. I'm not blaming everything entirely on the offense. I think you know we can clearly see guys getting burnt. Um, but I think the offense not being good and not being able to produce yardage and score, I think that is a big factor in why the defense is struggling. And no,
2: Fournette, I think that's a lot bigger of a of an issue than people think.
0: Yeah, most def- most definitely.
1: Um, yo, all right, so we're about to close the show. While yo, we got some final tweets for the last topics. Yo, Bucky Brooks. NFL.com, we can applaud the Raiders for having three first-round picks in 2019, but it's meaningless if John Gruden can't select three blue-chip players. Yo, so so has John Gruden basically bought time for how ridiculous that he kind of looked after the Mac trade and after Khalil Mack started killing it in Chicago? I since already he has this told stash. you
2: my conspiracy. <laughs> I already told you my conspiracy, bro. He's going to botch all these first-round picks. Watch. i mark my words. He has a terrible history of yeah. first-round picks, and the Raiders, on their own, have a bad history of first-round picks. Let's be real. So this is gonna go really bad, and it, the Raiders aren't dumb. They know what they did or are doing.
1: Mm. Yo, second one, Keon Faye. Y'all can get mad at me saying Peterson was never a great CB, but I watched him closer than anyone during his "quote-unquote" celebrated years, and he was always a step below the best in the league. Honestly, so I wasn't gonna mention this till this segment, but Derek kind of got to this when he was mentioning that Patrick Peterson Requested
0: a treat. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think this is the thing. There's maybe two, three, four guys in this league where you're like, yeah, like you know, there's a the guy. I think Patrick Peterson is a shutdown guy, and I think depending on the year, you may put him in that conversation. But he's still an all-pro cornerback. <laughs> you know, he's still one of the best top-10 guys at his position, if not higher. Um, he not he he like, he may not be in that one-two, one-through-three, one-through-four mark. Yeah, but, but I, some a, a lot of people argue. thought he
1: was though. Yeah,
0: like post I mean, post, post a do- of a defense. no, but post Revis dominance,
1: I, I felt like. Patrick Peterson. It was him that took that place as a consensus number
0: one. But it's good interceptions, you know. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: The turnovers get you.
0: Most fans don't actually like a lot of fans watch. You know, every team. You know, watch or are more attentive to other teams besides their actual fan base. So if you actually watch the Cardinals games, if you actually pay attention to the NFL in general. Like, you'll know that Patrick Peterson gets burned. Like, I brought up the Julio game. Like, every, like, if you remember that game, like, you know, like, he was getting busted. Yeah, that was it. vivid. Um, but you also, but if you watch, you also know that, like, he's a very, very good corner. I think people are infatuated with stats. So they see the and they're like, oh, wow, like, he's one of the best. I think he's definitely, he's all, I don't know how to explain like He's all pro. Like, I feel like that, that's what you get out of me. Like, he's all pro. He's good at his position. Uh, he's not, you know, Revis in his prime. Never, but that. I, think, Never but that. I think nobody you, <laughs> gonna ever be that high. <laughs> but I think he was good. I think he was very, very good. Like people people forget, like the corners like, go through this phase where like look at Josh Norman. People really, oh. really <laughs> considered Norman in that top yeah, tier yeah, of cornerbacks yeah, And he has not been good. Um, and he's not been good. Yo, like, uh, Mike
1: Mike Reese from ESPN, Josh Gordon impact, one of the most compelling storylines for the Patriots this season continues to evolve. Matt Miller from Bleacher Report. Josh Gordon is such a difference maker, just amazing ball skills, strength, and athleticism. Teddy Bruschi. Every week I like Josh Gordon more and more. Every Rosenthal, the dr- rounds really gave up Josh Gordon to the Patriots for a fifth round pick. Uh Steve, I guess that question that we were asking a few weeks ago about <laughs> if this is going if this is going to work, work out got answered.
2: It is. I mean, it's uh, it's yeah, I get I get the reason for, you know, concern and everything, but
1: people forget, off.
2: every time he stepped on that field, he made sure you knew he was on that field. That that talent is is borderline generational, man. We, we've seen some things from that guy, and when you have literally the greatest of all time thrown to you, no matter if he's on the latter end of the father time spectrum, but you still got one of the best Throwing to you And you still got One of the best Coaches Game planning and offense for you So It is It is a, a Beneficial situation For him And I'm, I'm glad it's, it's working for him The kid deserves it And Ain't much to do In Boston So I'm pretty sure He'll stay out of trouble
1: Andrew Luck is the second in the NFL in touchdown passes. This is from Colin Coward. He's got nothing to work with. Why are you still doubting him? Why doesn't everybody get how good this kid is? Derek, where do you
0: rank him? I think he's in the top 10. I think you. I don't know. I think you put him in the top five. I think the argument that he doesn't have weapons, I think you can. That's an argument that can be used. I mean, he has T.Y., but if you look at his receiving corps, you look at his, his running backs, um, if you look at his tight end group, over the years, he never had you know the creatives, uh, supporting cast around him, especially the you know the offensive line, which they have been trying to improve. If I had to rank him somewhere, I'd definitely rank maybe top five in the league.
1: Uh all right, we're we're pretty much done with the tweets. Yo, Steve, I think I think where I went wrong in this episode is that I actually
0: told Derek that we were ambushing him.
2: Yeah, he was expecting it. Yeah, because
0: before listening, <laughs> no, this- I told when Nick went when when, uh, when Steve texted me in the morning, I said, Oh, y'all niggas trying to get me.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yo. <'cause> yo <laughs> that was the first shit I said. <laughs> yeah, because before I was like, yeah, we were just talking about it and I'm saying text them back and forth. Greg was like, ah, I can't make it. I was like, I bet right, we just call up Derek. Easy. That's easy. Uh, yeah, you flipped. That.
2: That's why he took that. He. That's why he took that long ass
1: monologue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was like, "I'm a full buster." It's like, "Ain't nobody else talking." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all ain't getting me. Fuck that. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, yo. Unless anybody has any last notes, I think we covered everything. Oh yeah. Yo, wait. Hold on. Hold on. The last thing I wanted to say is that. Shout out to Drew Brees, man. Oh, yo, yo. Shout out to Drew B's, uh, third quarterback to beat every single team in the NFL. Um, yo, I, I, I would like to say. I guess we can never stop pointing out the fact that. At one point, it looked like Drew Brees was going to be done just because Philip Rivers was the uh, came through and took his starting spot in San Diego. The other thing is Deshaun Watson having to go by bus to Jacksonville because of a bruised lung and injured ribs. Uh, if you can't be on an airplane, you probably shouldn't be playing. Like, Ooh, yeah. I mean
2: Jaya was bro- playing with a broken back, so
1: yeah. And we were and we were saying how crazy that was.
2: Yo, this <laughs> but it's league- funny though because it's like. That, that just shows you how much this kid really is getting hit and he's actually getting hit at a record pace like he he has people the next quarterback beat by like 20 hits mm. like it's it's really bad over there in Houston and they're in first place ironically so that just shows you how bad that AFC South division is
1: um yeah yo this this league is absolutely crazy and brutal and like I would never let my kid play in it anyway uh tune in next hold week on. when hold, we hold on, review Joe, all the games hold on
2: Joe hold on Joe the craziest thing about this sport that happened this weekend, Justin Tucker, bro, yeah, he, yeah. he 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 looked at it like he's
1: yo, he didn't he, he doesn't even know how to miss. Did you? Yeah, like that was, that was yeah. So unexpected. He, he was like, yo, what is that? No, yo, you know that, that that's like the meme with Diddy when he's looking at the dollar. That's exactly <laughs> what that. Was. That's it. That's exactly what that was like. Yeah, I think he had like two hundred twenty-two. Yeah, yep. something like that. Like like straight,
2: and then he had seventy plus. Extra from points.
1: 34 in yeah that's crazy, yeah, that's crazy. yo kickers so kickers hit 100 yo kickers yeah, every, yo everybody's everybody's getting hit by the kickers and yo i feel sorry for the browns honestly i, I just feel i just feel sorry for them
2: <laughs> you got to feel bad for the charges too, then.
1: Uh, I can never feel bad for that because of you know who. <laughs> that's a fact, actually. <laughs> all right. All right. That's about it, man. All right, fellas. All right, run. Thanks for listening to The Pocket Watch, a weekly football podcast produced by The Rep. For more from the show, follow us on Instagram at Pocket Watch Pod and on Twitter at The Pocket Watch. See you next time. <sighs>